Welcome to Real Purpose with Pastor Bob Land. God has a real purpose for each of us here in this life. It begins first with an intentional desire to have a relationship with Jesus Christ who wants you to connect with Him. We appreciate you listening today and pray that you will join us next week for Real Purpose. Hey, welcome to Real Purpose. This is Pastor Bob Lenz, Senior Pastor of New Rock Wesleyan Church right here in Loganville, Georgia. What does it look like when your purpose and your passion collide with God's plan for your life? In the Bible in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and to hope. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Get connected. Stay connected. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Well, today's episode is Husbands, Love Your Wives. Well, in 1 Corinthians 13.4-8, it says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. In 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Today I'm going to talk about spiritual discipline and practices of confession and self-examination. But first I want to say, remember desire. The maximum you give will always determine the minimum you get back. I'm going to say it again. The maximum you give will always determine the minimum you get back. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You've got to look inward first. It takes humility. Be intentional, be accountable, and be purposeful. You're not going to be able to do this on your own. It is going to require the grace of God to experience the transformed life that God has planned for you. It's going to require humility. Remember I talk about accountability. Be intentional. Have the desire. The second thing is replace sinful habits with healthy ones. How do you do that? Start developing some healthy boundaries. Know what to keep in, what to let out. I always say make a list. On one side of the list, start writing out your habits. Maybe you have, you have bad habits, and you don't have to show these to anybody. And on the other side, write some good habits that you want. And you may have some great habits right now. But remember, to be transformed, you're going to have to start looking inward and say, what are those things that I'm doing right now that's holding me back to live out this life that God had planned for my life. Keep company with Jesus as he helps you with how much or how little you change. The fourth thing, gain insight into your temptations and God's work in your life. Be transformed into Christ-likeness. Having compassion for others. When I officiate weddings, I often have the bride and groom face each other. And I tell them to look at the flawed person that stands before them. Look at the person before, because they, they're, they're coming into this relationship with blemishes. And it's easy to sit in this covenant before God and say the I do's, 
but when the rubber hits the road, when the, the party's over, the reception's over, and you begin on this journey with marriage, how do you love your wife as Christ loved the church? You gotta understand, we are blemished, but only through the grace of God are our lives transformed. Okay, so on to the next thing. Living in thankfulness for God's work in your life. I'm gonna say that again. Living in thankfulness for God's work in your life. Learn to be thankful. When I wake up in the morning and I go into my time of devotion, the first thing I'm doing is I'm giving God the praise. I'm thanking Him for every provision, every new day, every new heartbeat that He gives me. Give God the thankfulness that He deserves, the creator of heaven and earth, the one that has a plan for your life. And the last thing is savoring the gift of salvation. Now, I don't know if you're listening right now, if you're, you're saved and, you know, have you turned your life over to Christ? Are you hanging on a fence? Maybe you did. Maybe you kind of walked away. Maybe you haven't thought about it at all. And this is the first time you're hearing any conversation or a podcast about God. But I'm going to tell you what was shared with me for most of my years before I turned my life over to Christ. Bobby, until you turn your life over to Jesus Christ, you will never live the life that God had planned for you. And it's not about being good. God tells Bob, I want you to love Sandy as I love the church. That means it's not about me. That means I got to know what hills to die on. That means if she wants to go shopping, we're going to go shopping. That means if she comes up to me, as she often does, and says, I, I, I got a problem. My, my Facebook isn't posting her. I can't get a message out of my phone. You know, there's times I've been in the middle of working on my document and my master's program and even in my doctorate program. But when she comes over and says, hey, I, 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 got, a, I got a problem and I, I need your attention, she gets my attention. Now, am I telling you that it's easy? Nope. But you know what? As God is working in me, he's working through me. I want to reflect on the men that I saw, that I actually witnessed, living out their vows to the very end. When I used to visit with Pastor Orville Butcher on Thursdays, he would take me around and say, take me here, take me here to visit from his previous flock uh, when he was pastoring at Skyline. And he took me to one of the nursing homes and I met a man named Tony. His wife was in a coma for seven years. Tony was there at the nursing home every day from eight o'clock in the morning until it closed. He did this for seven years. I can remember Pastor Butcher coming over and praying over his bride. He lived it out. I remember thinking to myself, this man is living out his covenant vows till death do us part. And I think about some of the other men that I've met in my life that really truly love their wives as Christ loved the church. Remember, Christ gave up himself for the church. So I would not want to finish this podcast without reflecting on some of these men that really modeled this. I didn't grow up with that model. I didn't see it from my own family, but I have seen it with men that have truly given their lives to Christ that are sold out, that really get it. They got connected and they stay connected. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. I can think about some other guys that I would walk into a room when I was the congregational care pastor that at the very end of life, as I watched some husbands that would sit at bedside with their own bride, Love your wife as Christ loved the church. He gave himself for the church. What are you willing to give to love your wife as Christ loved the church? I ask God constantly, always, God, 
Love Sandy through me. Where did I get that? One day early in our relationship, Sandy put her hands on me and she was praying and she said, God, love Bob through me. And I never forgot that. That really impacted my life. So what do I say now? I say, God, love Sandy through me. God, love this congregation through me. God, love this community through this church called New Rock Wesleyan Church. When's the last time you wrote your wife a love letter? I'm not saying sending her a text. Yeah, that's wonderful. When's the last time you took your wife out on a date? I mean a real date. Yeah, and I've had guys tell me, but pastor, I ain't got no money and I don't know where to go. It's expensive. Let me tell you, a walk in the park. You can still go to the mall and just walk around, do some window shopping. But when is the last time you dated your bride? Love her as Christ loved the church. Remember, love is patient, right? Be patient. Be kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. If you're a professing follower of Jesus Christ and you're saying, I love Jesus, God is saying, love your wife as Christ loved the church. And is it easy? Do you have to get over yourself? Yep. Do you have to let some things go? Yes. Are you going to have to do some things you may not like? Yes. You know, I'm not big on cartoons and animation movies, but you know what? When Sandy wants to go, I'm okay with that. Because you see, what I get back is more than I could have ever imagined. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. Take her on a date. Tell her how much you appreciate her. You know, when I go into a premarital class, I'm amazed when I ask the men, give me a list of 10 things of why you want to marry her. Why do you want to spend your life with her? Why do you want to enter into this covenant of marriage with her? And they can't be 10 things on a list like, I love how she cleans my house or maybe she cooks. See, that, that comes with marriage. But I want to know, where does he value her the most? I'm amazed because some guys will turn around and go, 10? I got to have 10 things? I'm like, yeah, give me 10 things. And then I bring them together because I do the same thing with the, with the, with the, uh, the bride-to-be. And I'm amazed at how I bring these lists together. Tell me why you want to spend a lifetime with your potential bride. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. Take her on a date. Tell her you love her today. Pick up the phone and call her and say, I love you. You know, I love it when uh, Sandy comes home at night and I love her routine. I love to listen to her laugh. She has her favorite movies. I can hear her in a room if she's singing away. Sometimes she'll have praise music playing in the house and I just love to hear her sing. And she may not know all the words and I'll giggle and I'll, I'll laugh and because I know she doesn't know all the words and so she just throws her words in. I love my Sandy how she loves pets and our, our dogs. I love Sandy and how she loves her son Dallas. And how she reaches to him and, you know, she's such a, a loving, uh, ex- I mean, talk about a, a mother that, that exemplifies grace. I love how she just loves things around her and, you know, and sometimes I'm looking and I'm thinking, Lord, we got stuff falling off the wall. Lord, our carpet's you know, kind of ruined in a flood when we were in, a, in Arizona. And she would turn to me and say, Bob, we're blessed. Remember, we are blessed. Guys. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. Write her that love letter today. Give her a call. You know, I'm repeating myself because I want to get this through to you. 
date your wife. Put some healthy boundaries down. You need to have your date night and covet that night together. And go somewhere where it's special for both of you. Go somewhere where you can still share dreams. You know, you can still have those after you get married. Uh, I've heard men often say, well, the, you know, the women need to submit to me and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. You know, there's only one place in the Bible that says that. Why do you think that is so important? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not self-seeking. When's the last time you sat with your wife and said, what can I do to encourage you? You know, I've had guys tell me their wives want to go back to school and they were upset. When's the last time you sat with her and had devotions with her? You know, with Sandy and I, she wakes up in the morning and she goes to work early in the morning and, you know, she'll just stop and she'll say, okay, here's our devotion. And she expects me to stop and I do. And if I'm busy and I'm like in the middle of something, I stop. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. So when's the last time you had a devotion with your wife? You need to take that leadership role seriously in your home. I didn't say have anybody submit. I'm not talking about dominating. I'm talking about a leadership role, a spiritual leadership role in your home. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. It keeps no record of wrongs. How do I know that? You know, for a time period, it seems like Sandy would lose her cell phone uh, more than I could count. And I can remember staying in the church one day, and as I was talking, and Sandy let me know, she said, I can't find my cell phone. And my response was, oh, that's great. That's like the fourth time. I had one of the women in the church turn around, and Christine said, Pastor, you're not supposed to keep a record. She reminded me, it keeps no record of wrongs. Not that losing a cell phone was wrong. But even as a pastor, at that moment, I fell short. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. Love never fails. Love protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always preserves. You both stood before and took this covenant with God. The I do's. Remember the vows? Sometimes when I'm talking to couples that are having issues, I haven't bring in their vows. I go over with them. This was a covenant taken between God and you. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. If you're not there yet, then maybe you need to work on your transformation. Remember, you're responsible for your personal relationship, your personal walk with Christ. It's going to require your transformation. She is responsible for her relationship with Jesus Christ. You do not get into a marriage to try and change anybody. As professing followers of Jesus Christ, we should know better. One thing I did when I first started dating Sandy, I can remember one time she sent me an email and I remember she wrote this thing and she was having an issue with something. And of course, the first thing I do is a Mr. Fix-It. I went right in and said, you should do this and you should do that. And, she, and you know what she said? I'm not marrying you to be my Mr. Fix-It. I'm marrying you because I love you. And you know what I did? I said, okay, I'll take my Superman cape, I put it under the bed and that was it. So now what I do is if Sandy wants my opinion, if she wants my advice, I wait for her to ask. I no longer impose my thoughts that you should. I love her as Christ loved the church, and I work at it. Remember? Because the maximum I give will always determine the minimum I get back. Remember, you're in this relationship that God has ordained. Husbands, 
Love your wives as Christ loved the church. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, work on your spiritual disciplines. Again, you can use the Calhoun 2005 book about spiritual disciplines and practices. Prayer. Remember to seek God's grace to change. It's going to require that. Replace sinful habits with healthy ones. That's going to require some healthy boundaries. Be intentional. Purpose. And be held accountable. Find yourself an accountability partner. Someone that you trust. I have three men in my inner circle. And I have five a total. And every one of those guys can speak truth into my life. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to lift up those that are listening in today. I lift up those men that are married, Father God. I pray an anointing of strength. I pray an anointing of humility, teachability, Father God, that men would love their wives as Christ loved the church. I pray, God, that men would start dating their wives again, Father. I pray for those that are struggling, would learn to develop healthy boundaries, Father God, in their relationships. I pray, God, that a husband would be willing to say, God, love her through me. I pray for those that are struggling in their relationships right now, God, that an anointing touch, Father God, that they need you so desperately, Father. Lord, if you're not the center of their marriage, I pray an anointing that you would become the center of these marriages today. I pray for husbands to love their wives as Christ loved the church. I give you all the praise and I give you all the glory today, Father. Thank you for the institution of marriage, Father God. Thank you for my bride, Sandy. Thank you, God, for your grace that my life is constantly being transformed. God, love Sandy through me. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in and never forget just how much Jesus loves you. God has a real purpose for each of us here in this life. It begins first with an intentional desire to have a relationship with Jesus Christ who wants you to connect with Him. We appreciate you listening today and pray that you will join us next week for Real Purpose with Pastor Bob Lenz.